We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All Hit Radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob Vicano. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network and the X-Zone Broadcast Network and our affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to send an email, X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour, Nation, is David Franklin Farkas. And uh, he is a professional house healer and ghost rescuer. Now, he's also a thought leader, an independent scholar, a master practitioner in the area of remote clearing and healing of land, buildings, people, businesses, and situations. David likes the term technician of the sacred, a literal translation of the word shaman. Now, sacred means secret or hidden, that which cannot normally be seen. David has over 35 years of experience, the last five years focused full-time on remote healing as a service for businesses and individuals, and individuals, yeah, individually, right, as I'm, it's Wednesday, folks, it's hump day, give me a break over here. Uh, individuals, especially problematic real estate. Hmm, boy, do I have a problem for you. He provides clearing and metaphysical coaching for individuals, and his website is www.househealing.com. David, welcome to the X Zone. Thanks, good to be here. Tell me, uh, uh, a professional house healer. Now, what is a house healer? Well, I had to call it something. Um, basically, I do remote healing of land and buildings. So it, there are many problems that appear to be real-world problems that are really happening in the non-physical. So, for example, a house is not selling. That may be certain legal problems, but it more typically is a problem with the energy of the house or the land. Um, people often have problems that turn out to be ghosts or other things. So started calling it house healing. 
Now, how do you know if your house is possessed? Well, people typically will walk into a place, and realtors talk about this all the time. People walk in, and they usually immediately either feel good or don't mm -hmm. feel good. Sometimes they'll say the place is creepy or they'll something else. And no matter how great the house is, they won't buy that house. They may not even be able to express it in words. They'll just go, no, no, this isn't right, and they'll walk out. Um, on the other hand, some people will walk into a place and know that it's home. I know of people that have pulled up in the driveway and said, said, okay, this is my house. Didn't even want to look inside. It just felt right. So there's that factor, but there's also lots of paranormal markers that people are usually not aware of um, where they'll walk into one room and suddenly be afraid or the hair on the back of their neck will stand up or there's a cold spot, um, you know, any number of things that are very typical of the paranormal phenomena and people just get that creepy feeling and they don't want to be in the house. Is it possible that a house can sucker somebody in, if you'll excuse the analogy, where the, um, the uh, negative forces at play will actually lay low until the house is occupied and then start up? I, I don't think it's as conscious as that, as malevolent as that. There are lots of circumstances where the ghosts are not interacting. So, well, for example, ghosts are, are people that don't have bodies anymore and mm -hmm. didn't cross over into the other dimension where we're supposed to live when we don't have bodies. Right. And so they're stuck here. And they are who they were when they were living. So that's a really broad range of experience. On one end is extremely violent psychopaths, and on the other end are the most timid um, people who never go out of their house. So if you've got granny who hangs out in the kitchen in your house, you will never have a paranormal experience of granny because she just does what she does. Um, she has no reason to interact with you. She may not even notice the living people. She's just having her experience the same way she did when she was alive until you decide to renovate that 200-year-old house and you change granny's kitchen. Ah. And all she knows is that her kitchen is changing and she doesn't want that to happen. And she puts out this very strong intention, no, don't do that. And all of a sudden, the whole project starts to come apart. David, stand by you when I have to take our first commercial break. Exonation. Nation, David Franklin Farkas is our special guest. His website is www.househealing.com. And David and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. 
Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. David Franklin Farkas is our special guest, Exxon Nation. His website is www.househealing.com. That's www.househealing.com. David, I am very interested in our topic this, uh, this evening because we lived in a house, and it was a house that was only 18 years old. As far as we know, with the research that we did afterwards with our neighbors and friends that we had made while living there, no one had passed away in that house. There had been no previous reports of any strange activity. And yet certain things started happening after we decided, after we moved in, that we were going to start renovating. And when you said renovations before, a light went on. We took out the carpeting. We changed the colors. We took out certain cupboards. You know, we we did the things that we did to make the house our home then it seemed as if negativity set in things that would work before didn't work there was this feeling of uncertainty in the house it felt as if we were being watched and in different areas of the house when you walk through now neither laura or myself smoke Our children smoke, but they don't smoke in the house. And this would be when Laura and I were alone, we would smell as if somebody had been smoking in the kitchen or in the living room just seconds before we walked in. I always felt as if there was something negative in the house and that it was haunted or it was possessed. What do you you take uh, from what I just told you? Well, I'm, I'm sitting here giggling because those are very, very common um, ghost phenomena. Um, some of the more subtle ones other than the, the smell, you know, feeling different, feeling like you're being watched, um, things subtly going wrong, mm-hmm. or in particular, electronics being interfered with or objects mysteriously not being where you thought you put them and showing up somewhere else. Um, they're all fairly ca- common paranormal interactions. I hear about them all the time. Cigarette smoke, cigar smoke, um, and perfumes Mm -hmm. in particular are very common scents that will show up. Um, There are really four factors that affect the interaction between somebody in a situation and something that's non-physical. 
One of those is the sensitivity of the person. So there are people that are very sensitive to this kind of stuff. If there's anything going on, they'll pick up on it. Um, but almost everybody will have some interaction as it bleeds into the physical world. The second is the ghost themselves and their disposition, their agenda. Do they want to interact with somebody? Are they interested? Um, do they have a reason to interact with you? Do they even notice you? Um, the place itself, which depending on where it's situated and what are called ley lines, the energy lines in the land, which create vortexes and other other unseen factors, the history of the place um, that has nothing to do with the building itself. You were talking about things that would have ha happened in the building and the energy would have been in the building, but the land itself has its history. Um, and then we're going through all these earth changes, and day-to-day -day, the sensitivity of all kinds of things are changing. Um, the separation between the physical world and the unseen world is often called the veil. And when I get together to do shop talk with people that do this kind of stuff, the first thing we talk about is the thinning of the veil. Mm -hmm. um, how are things different today? What have you been noticing? So there's all those factors. So you moved into the house, and there was nothing that that had already happened in that location that particularly made gave a reason for this particular entity to have any reason to interact with the living. So they didn't. And then you renovated the place. And they went, wait a minute, this is my place. But for an entity to be in the in the house, wouldn't it wouldn't there have to be some history of the the existence of the entity prior to us moving in? For example, there was no uh, no one had died in the house. The neighbors, uh, the next door neighbors, and uh, the other neighbors in the neighborhood, you know, said that it was always a that it was a normal home as far as they understood yeah. and as far as they knew, and it was only a one family house prior. Without knowing, without doing a, a quick scan, which I could do on the next break, mm -hmm. um, if you give me a, the address, um, and without knowing some other factors, it's hard to talk about the particular situation. But okay. in general, but in general, it could be something where um, there had historically been another building there hundreds of years ago. So there is somebody that's having an experience, but it's not in your house. I've seen that several times. Um, it could, it's not likely to be someone from very long ago because they're, they're smokers. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are a lot of factors that can shift all that. The other thing is ghosts will attach to all kinds of things. They don't have their own energy source and they're looking for something to get energy from. They're kind of fading out. You can think of it as kind of, um, paranormal Alzheimer's. <laughs> and so it, well, it's, it's that kind of thing. They fade in and out. They're not always too clear. So when there's somebody present who is a very bright light, mm -hmm. and that might be one of you or one of your kids, they get attracted into the house because of that, and then they start interacting with everything that's going on and having their own experience of it. Um, so lots of people have ghosts attached to them because there's this kind of parasitic relationship that exists because they're looking for energy. They're also looking for the light, so if you're a bright light, it confuses them. Um, you know, everybody sort of has this image that the ghosts are conscious and walking around like people, and some of them are, but most of them are in this kind of dreamlike, filtered 
reality that only interacts with our reality part of the time. There could be a hundred ghosts in a place, and they don't know about each other, much less the living, until something odd shifts, and there are a lot more shifts now than there were, you know, even six months or a year ago. So if someone has the same type of experience that I had, um, short of moving, what can you do? Well, that's, that's the work that I do. Um, I, I work on buildings, clearing lots of different levels of things that could be affecting your experience. One of those is what I mentioned earlier, the ley lines and vortexes and underground water in the land itself and the history of the land itself. There could have been a battle there a thousand years ago and several hundred people died. Well, if in battles, typically they don't get out. They're too confused by what, what's going on. So there could be that going on. There could be things that happened in the building, the kind of things you were alluding to that you had investigated and found that there was no history in your building. But there could have been uh, people that were doing drugs, people that had um, a history of violence or other things, and they could have attracted to them um, entities that match that energy. Is, is, besides is, the fact that they're... But that, Besides the fact that their emotions are stored mm -hmm. in, in the energy of the building. Is it possible uh, that some entities are brought in by people who come to visit? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, people will have them attached and, you know, you, you can think of it as ADD. Oh, shiny. You know, <laughs> they're, they're attracted to something else that, that is, it's all law of attraction. You know, it's all resonance. So they're looking for something that's high energy and that they resonate with, or that they don't resonate with and it annoys them. So, you know, they're very much like people. They're acting out the same kinds of stuff that people do. They're codependent, they're controlling, they're angry, they're not angry, they're hiding. You know, they're people. Hmm. Until they cross over, they're still acting out the personality of their life. Why don't they cross over at the time of passing? Ah, <laughs> I've been studying that one for a long time. Um, there are basically two general categories. One is the circumstances of death, mm -hmm. and the other is their beliefs. So if it's a very sudden death, get hit by a truck, um, get shot in battle, something else where one second you're alive, the next second you, your body died, you, could, you might not notice. It just happens so fast you don't have what I call the oh no second, where you look down at your body from outer body and go, oh, that's never going to work. And then you know you're dead and you can look around and go through the process of finding your way home. People who are sick, if you've ever been with someone who's dying, they're present and they're not present and they're present and they're not present. Well, they're, they're crossing over and coming back. And at the point that they die, they cross over and they don't come back. So they're aware of what's going on by the time they leave their body. If it happens too suddenly, you can miss the event. And if the event is very emotional, like being attacked or, you know, battle injuries, being mugged, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. you're so involved in that moment that you don't even know the moment's over. You're still involved in the struggle of that moment. Um, there are glitches in the system, for lack of anything better. I've seen situations where um, the grid that is described in all the different mythology is the golden stairway or the tunnel or any number of other things, however it's told in that particular story in the particular tradition, 
that's a mechanism. And they can be damaged, the grid can be damaged by our technology, by all kinds of crazy things. And then the ghosts get stuck. They're on the way to the light, and then they essentially fall into a black hole. Uh, the woman that told me about it called, it called it a broken spirit unit. And if you don't know about that stuff, you can't find them. They're just stuck in this space, which isn't physical, and it isn't the, the interspace between uh, our reality and the other side. So they can be there. You, they usually can't interact, but they'll make the place feel weird. Um, so there's a whole range of things that can go wrong going home. The other thing is, if you, for example, are an atheist, yes. and your view is that when it's over, it's over, the lights go out, fade to black, there's nothing. Well, that's not what happens. You're conscious, and you remember your body, and All it right. looks like your body. Stand by. We're going to continue this on the other side of the news. David Franklin Farkas is our special guest, www.househealing.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. David and I will be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Or combo meal, single item at regular price. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. My name is Splinza, and you're listening to my dad, Rob McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob David Franklin Farkas is our guest to this hour, Exxon Nation, www.healing.com. 
house I'm sorry, househealing.com. That's www.househealing.com. David is a gifted intuitive and spiritual healer. He does remote energetic healing work, clearing real estate, people, businesses, and situations. He works on cases involving buildings, land, people, negotiations, legal matters, travel, and situations of all kind, bringing the skills and methods of the shaman into daily life in the 21st century. Now, he's also been called a psychic, healer, shaman, exorcist, ghostbuster, psychic, toxic, waste disposal technician, karma cleaner, and quantum mechanic, and and, uh, some things we can't mention on air, apparently. And he also acts as a ghost rescuer, or psychopomp, that's a leader of souls, and assisting lost souls to cross over to the light. Now, is this what happens when someone is dead, they don't know that they're dead, you come along and you bring them to the light? There, there are several circumstances, but yeah, essentially there's a window of opportunity. Uh, when someone dies, it's a few days, and typically they will go and say goodbye to all their um, loved ones. They may go to the funeral, which is always amusing for me, because I can see them there whispering in the ear of the person who's talking about them. And um, if they're aware, and if they're doing that, they will be ready. The portal is open. The guys take them over. But if they miss that opportunity, someone needs to help them with it. They can't just go, oh, I missed the bus, I didn't go home, Mm. and make it on their own. So it's, in the simplest way, it's having the portal open again and asking those guides to bring them in, but sometimes it's also helping them realize what their circumstances are so that they can actually make the move. So how would you take somebody over who missed their bus, so to speak? Yeah, miss the bus after school is my usual expression. Um, Well, one of the key factors is somewhere between 80 and 90% of ghosts don't know they're dead. And I read everybody else's material because I always get little tidbits, and that's a consistent number throughout all the people that write about this stuff. At least 80% of ghosts don't know they're dead. And the first time I really confirmed that was... I was working in a psychiatric hospital, and one of my patients wouldn't go to sleep uh, because she claimed there was someone in the room, and I went in and cleared him out. And I said, do you know, when was, what's the last year you remember? Do you know you're dead? And he said, oh, that would explain a whole lot. And I've gotten that same response over and over again. It's hysterical. I try not to laugh. They just don't know. And part of it is making them aware of their circumstances and saying, yeah, 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 when you get to the other side, they'll, they'll explain it to you. Just go to the light for right now. Um, and sometimes calling their loved ones um, to the edge of the portal so that they can feel the love of their loved ones, and then they, they leave. How do you clear a house? Now, now you, you clear houses, you clear buildings, you clear land. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to call you Mr. Clean, for goodness sake. But, <laughs> you know, so, how, well, so you've, you've, how, do, how do you do it? Well, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a process to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I apprenticed for three years with two shamans, and I've been working with this stuff for 30 years. And my, originally I was working hands-on with people. Right and learn to learn to work remotely but we always cleared the space cleared the land you know we were always doing that kind of stuff and then i realized that there was a whole lot of that to do and nobody was really focusing on it um 
you know, I work remotely, which means that I do some of this on paper and pencil because I can just ask the questions and get the answers at this point, and it, it speeds it up for me. Um, it also means the geeky side of me can get numbers, so I can watch the numbers change before and after. But the other aspect of it is looking at the circumstances in my mind's eye, kind of a, a special effects movie, if you will, in my mind's eye. And that process is often called remote viewing, although that's a specific process and that was developed by the U.S. government, and I'm not trained in the specific process, but it's used that way a lot. So I can see the place, and I can see the energy of the place. And I work first on the land itself, uh, dealing with the ley lines and vortexes, the effect of underground water, um, a number of factors that are unseen in the land that can affect the emotions and health of people. And then the building itself and the emotions and other things that were left behind by previous tenants and owners, including things like struggles buying the land or you know legal problems and that kind of stuff. It's all coded in there. Mm-hmm. And I can literally see that as damage to a series of grids. And I have a way that I reset those grids to their original geometry. Um, and then it's things like ghosts and demons and trolls and all manner of other entities that uh, are more the the typical paranormal kinds of things. Um, but if you only clear those and you don't clear the reason that they got in, they'll you know someone else will be attracted back to the place. So it's really I do a more comprehensive kind of approach to things than many people do. If you just clear out the entities very frequently, there's something else that is going on that wasn't caught. What has been the strangest case you have ever worked on? (laughs) How does one define the strangest case? (laughs) Um, You know, there's been so many of them. There have been... I mean, I've seen buildings where inside the building there's a 200- or 400-year-old settler's shack that's still being attacked. I've seen... I had a piece of raw land that I worked on, and I have a colleague in Australia who's extremely clairvoyant, and when either one of us has a mystery, we get on the phone together and we work on it together. So I had her on the phone, and we were looking at it, and we found a temple underneath this piece of land. And as soon as we realized that it was a sacred spot, elves showed up. And neither one of us had ever met elves before. So that, that was exciting. So that's the thing with this work is you, shamanic work, you never know what you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. And you never really know what the outcome's going to be. You just know that if you ask enough questions, you'll get an answer and you'll be told what to do. Um, you know, I, I've cleared abandoned psychiatric hospitals, for example. And I did one uh, recently because there's a possibility the land can be used for another purpose, but the people who are looking at the land are from China, and they know about feng shui, and they knew that this land had real problems. And I wanted to see the ley line configuration and other things. But there were over a 1,000 confused and also angry ghosts that had been mistreated for 100 years that needed to be uh, helped to the other side. So that was pretty intense. You know, you think, I watch the shows on TV where they go to places like that intentionally and lock themselves in for the night yeah. and, try and, and try and stir up trouble. 
And I sit here on my couch yelling at them out loud. It's like, are you out of your mind? These people were violent and crazy when they were alive. You think they changed? And you're asking them to touch you? No. And that's part of the reason that I don't work on site anymore. I mean, I've gone, I cleared a psychiatric hospital 30 years ago because it seemed like an amusing thing to do. And I got knocked against the wall and choked. Wow. I was like, oh, I've heard about this, but I didn't think this was real. Uh, there are definitely some things I don't know. Tell me, have, and, you, ever, have you ever come across a, a, a ghost that does not want to go to the light? And if so, how do you convince them? Well, the ones that don't want to go to the light are, are typically, they're, they're doing it for one of several reasons. One is that they feel a duty to somebody and they feel like they have to be there for them mm -hmm. um, or the business is going to fail if I'm not here or whatever the particular codependent drama is. Um, and the real trick with those people is to get them to just go to the light however I can, I can get that to happen because on the other side, they exp it, it's all explained. There's an intake process. I don't know what the bureaucratic process is, but, you know, people come in, they're confused, they don't understand what happened in their life, and it's all explained to them, and they sort it out, and they go back to who they are in spirit without that personality and the baggage of the lifetime. Um, so it, it's, it's often an interesting thing to do, but, you know, when I'm clearing an entire cemetery or a psychiatric hospital, I'm not doing individual counseling. I have the help of a lot of guides and angels that do that work. And, uh, you know, typically when the first few ghosts cross over, everybody else goes, oh, what, huh, where are we going? You know, and they, and they all follow. So uh, there are a lot of mediums who will do the counseling session to help a ghost work out the issues from their lifetime so they can let go. I typically don't do that because I'm typically working with lots of ghosts and you know, I just figure out a way to get the whole group to kind of move in that direction and let them sort it out on the other side. How do you deal with skepticism? Well, skepticism is basically... Ignorance? Well, let's talk about belief. Okay. Let's talk about belief, because belief, skepticism is kind of a belief system. People believe things because somebody told them it's true or told them that it wasn't true, mm -hmm. but they have no personal experience of it. Right. So the skeptic has a belief system that says this can't possibly be true because everyone I've talked to has said it can't be true. So based on their experience, they have no, no peg to hang this hat on. At some point, you know, if they run into someone who does have the experience, who is not coming from belief, and that's, you know, people ask me if I believe in ghosts, I tell them, no, I don't believe in ghosts. I have an experience of ghosts. There's no doubt in my mind. I'm not going on belief here. So for people that haven't had some experience like yours, what's going on with the cigarette smoke? What's going on? Why does the hair on the back of my neck stand up? You know something is going mm -hmm. on. And then when you get a context for it, you have a way to go, oh, now I can see. But somebody who has a strong belief system that it's impossible and has had no experience, of course they don't believe it. So what... You know, I, I don't particularly want to change their mind other than to give them an opportunity to consider something else. What I can tell them is that 
throughout recorded history and, and certainly before that. So going back eight to 10,000 years in every culture on the planet, these phenomena have been described in culturally different terms, but in very much the same detail. There have always been practitioners in whatever culturally appropriate way there have been who could see the ghosts and interact with them and whose job it was to do that. And basically saying that all of that data, which is still being confirmed now, I can, I can do my work, call a colleague in Australia, another one in Georgia, and one in Canada, and say, would you double-check this for me? See what you're getting at this location. I just give them an address. And they send me an email back, and they'll give me the exact same number of entities that I have. Wow. Or the psychic children in the house that I cleared will tell the mother, you know, a three-year-old, will say, yeah, there were two that looked like this and two that looked like that, and it matches my numbers. So the confirmation and the fact that there are results after I do the work, for me and for my clients, shows that something's going on here. And we, we will never completely understand it because it's non-physical. It's like trying to figure out exactly what's going on in quantum physics. They don't know. They're guessing. They're looking at phenomena, and based on that and the map, they're trying to come up with an explanation, but you can't see it. And until we have a technology that will work in that element of the non-physical, yeah, there's going to be skeptics. You know, physicists say that 96% of all the matter and all the energy in the universe is what they call dark, dark energy and dark mm -hmm. matter. It means it's not giving off any electromagnetic signal that we have technology to read. And you so say that's the key word know, there, the knowledge to read. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means right. we haven't Well, they know it exists because, for example, the mass of the dark matter mm -hmm. affects the objects around it. Right. So there are phenomena that show that it's got to be there. They just can't read it. There's no technology to read it, so you can't take measurements. So my assumption, the geeky side of me, says... All of this stuff is somewhere in that 90 to 96% of phenomena in the universe that we don't have technology for yet. There are lots of people throughout history who have reported the same kinds of things, culturally skewed, but the same phenomena and the same kinds of ways to interact with the phenomena for thousands of years. And, you know, you can say that stuff is all nonsense because it's not scientific but you know the data's there the reports are there david, the reports are still happening david you and i have to take our final break stand by david franklin okay. farkas is our special guest www.househealing.com that's www.househealing.com david and i will be back on the other side of this break as the exxon continues from our studios in hamilton ontario canada on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. 
Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. David Franklin Farkas has been our guest this hour, Exonation. His website is www.househealing.com. That's www.househealing.com. First of all, David, it's been great having you with us here in the Exxon for this past hour. And is there anything listeners can do to protect their homes, their land, their buildings from wandering spirits coming in and taking possession of their home? That's more complicated than than we have time for. Um, The answer is yes, but it helps to start from having it cleared so there's nothing going on now and the issues in the land and that kind of stuff are are taken care of. There are certainly things that you can do in the house. The the typical one is burning sage, but there Mm -hmm. are other things. But it's also establishing the intention that it's a place of light and it's your space. Um, essentially, you know, marking your territory spiritually. So, so um, would I be correct in in saying that if a house and its or the occupants of a house are very positive people, that the chance of spiritual possession would be less than if the group or the or the people living in the house were negative? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's all resonance. It's all like attracts like. So. You know, addictive behavior, violence, um, which is another addiction, um, all of those things will attract similar negative kinds of entities. Um, And, you know, people essentially ghosts that are angry and want to pick a fight. So, yeah, but people, and it's also true that people like that will typically not find themselves in a place where there's a lot of negativity. But we all know that the stuff that runs our lives are the things we're not aware of. You know, the things that in therapy or in healing we're right. trying to get to are the things in the unconscious. And those are things which can put you in a situation where it's an opportunity for healing. It makes you aware of something in a different way, and you wind up attracting a way to deal with it in a different way. So hopefully you can heal your own stuff. So the answer is yes and no. It's less likely. But is it completely true that you won't get it? No, there are circumstances where you can. 
on a lot of the television movies uh, that uh, depict uh, ghosts and hauntings, crucifixes <laughs> and holy water. Well, those are a belief system. And, you know, does, does holy water have energy and is it useful? Yeah, depending on how it was made. You know, the holy water is created vibrationally. So, um, And the same thing with the crucifix. The shape of the crucifix itself is not what's doing it. It's the blessing of it and the intention behind it. But, you know, there, the, the, there are a lot of old jokes about, you know, what if the, the ghost or the demon is not a Christian? You know, there, there are certainly things in the universe that are not going to respond to that. And um, my interpretation of Jesus saying, do things in my name, mm-hmm. is do it in the same vibration and intention as I did it. Dave, I hate to do this, but you and I have run out of time for tonight. We'll be back. Uh, We're going to get you back on because we still have a whole whack of stuff to cover. Thanks very much for joining (laughs) us. Great talking to you. And I look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X Zone. Looking forward to it. Great meeting you. Take care, sir. David Franklin Farkas has been our guest this hour. His website is www.househealing.com. That's www.househealing.com. I'll be back after this news break. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba 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 